0: One network, turn up your volume.
1: We are here live here in the studio of action one media you're listening to or watching sg2 on space episode number 54 uh slight delay in getting here because um, at this time of the year people try to kill you <clears throat> all right personal uh experience here so in any case just saying uh, all right so we're back from break last week was thanksgiving so there obviously wasn't a show um, so I figured today oh by the way uh, facebook.com slash the Shen Show, follow me there support me on patreon.com P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash s-g-2 on space that would be wonderful so please do that um in any case so that is patreon.com slash s-g-2 on space all right Uh, with that said we can uh, Leonard by the way he's gonna join us again he's been on the show a few times and typically I just ask him questions and we have a talk so um, anyways so today with this figure just talk about random things why not Uh, if you guys have a question you know the number to call is 713-489-9250 seven one three four eight nine nine two five zero so um or you can put it on the youtube uh, or facebook while the show is going right so it's up to you what you want to do all right um so first of all <clears throat> i actually would like to talk about the moon in a little bit but uh let's talk about some other stuff all right first of all thank you spacex for successfully launching uncrewed Dragon spacecraft for NASA today. Uh, routine as always, but still spaceflight is <clears throat> dangerous, I would say, so it's good. Um, this is a cargo mission, of course, no human beings. Um, so departed, uh, you know, sending fresh supplies to the International Space Station, right? Uh, which is all good, so everything's cool there. Um, some other interesting things, uh, NASA's uh, Parker Solar Probe uh, is you know is pretty much unveiling the sun's secrets. Let's just say. Uh, so the first science results are in from NASA's uh, Parker Solar Probe, which is the closest human-made object ever um, to the sun. So the initial PSP returns, which are reported in four papers published online uh, December fourth in the in the journal Nature basically uh, has a lot of interesting science in there. So this, by the way, was not a cheap mission. It was $1.5 billion, okay? So, and it was launched last August, so August 2018. Um, so the two long standing puzzles the scientists have been you know, trying to puzzle out forever, but we just don't have data, is one, how the stream of particles flowing continuously from the sun, known as solar wind, is accelerated to its tremendous velocities. And number two, I think I mentioned this before, why the sun's outer atmosphere, or corona, is so much hotter than the surface. So the corona temperature can reach up to 2 million degrees Fahrenheit, um, and the solar surface is at 11,000 degrees Fahrenheit, right? And the Parker Solar Probe, it is basically barreling, like flying into the corona itself, um, and so that's, that's what's going to happen. Uh, every five months, it's going to barrel through the sun's atmosphere, quote-unquote atmosphere, the corona, right? And it's also the fastest known, um, not fastest known, fastest object that's ever been created by humans. Um, the the PSP, the Parker Solar Probe is. Okay. Another interesting thing, um, there's a uh, <clears throat> something weird about the craters of the asteroid Ryugu. So... Asteroid Ryugu, a Japanese name, not exactly sure what it means, but it was visited by Hayabusa 2, the second Japanese mission to go to an asteroid, right? Okay, so Hayabusa 2 has already done studies a while back, but you know, it took a lot of data, so Japanese scientists and other scientists took a while to uh, notice things in the spacecraft's photos. So, what did they notice? Uh, The team, this particular team, the Hayabusa team, used 340 different images. Of the space rock surface and identified 77 craters scattered over Ryugu, right? Um, but these craters these <clears throat> aren't as distributed evenly across the surface as um, you know as as expected. So there are a lot more craters near the equator than the poles, and there are a lot more on the eastern side of Ryugu than the western. So um, and why exactly is that? So does it mean that the solar system has been just targeting this unre- this not very remarkable space rock? Um, so the researchers say not exactly. It's most of the equatorial edge is relatively old, but the westernmost part is younger. so that's why the craters aren't evenly you know, distributed. So the rest of the ridge have more you know, more time to pick up these impact craters. okay impact scars. Um, and, of course, you, you can look up more information. All right. So uh, another thing I found interesting was that, <clears throat> you know, we say that where there is life. Oh, well, let's take a break. But I would, let me just add one thing to this. Where there is life, sorry, where there is water, typically you find life, right? However, we have discovered one place on Earth that don't have life, even though it has water. And May 2019 article in Nature. Uh, read this one if you want. Ultra small microorganisms in the poly extreme, um, in the poly extreme conditions of the Dallo Volcano, North Afar, Ethiopia. So apparently Dalol, I don't know, D-A-L-L-O-L, uh, a geothermal field in Ethiopia, hot ascetic hypersaline ponds. And uh, there's no life there. So, okay, that, that may mean something, that first case possibly where there's water but n- no life. All right. In any case, we got to take a break. When we come back, uh, let's dive into some stuff about our moon and possibly other topics. So we'll be back.
0: You know, yeah. some of the other things you got going on. Absolutely. So, uh, thank you for having me. I feel like um, I'm in the presence of like celebrities. Yeah. <laughs> y'all real fans it's, just, to just, it's just a shade, man. <laughs> <It's> a <chase. laughs> um, so, I think like 2000.
1: It sound we gonna start the revolution, when we turn up, we shut it down, we are Skywalkers, the of my Kabbalah, illuminated properly in sight, Shows the man in universe and the creator's gift of life, when the earth collapses. Alright, we are back, you're listening to SGT on Space, episode number 54, this is at the lovely Action One Media Group Studio, and if you're listening live, today is December 5th, 2019 so here <clears throat> we have on Leonard oh watch at facebook.com slash the Show. we're going YouTube SGT on space alright so we got Leonard Kramer on uh, Leonard is uh um, hey. hey Leonard um hey you know I, I keep introducing you how would you introduce yourself
0: uh Leonard alright wonderful Leonard
1: Okay. Leonard um, works at Boeing, and he's an aerospace engineer, and he also paints and um, plays with swords and does other cool stuff. So uh, with that said, um, <clears throat> I brought on Leonard a few times in the past, and, you know, we might keep doing this. So uh, I want to talk about the moon. Um, and, and, Leonard, I, I know you know a lot about astronomy and so forth, um, so, one thing I, I was curious about is, um, so, you know, everybody sees the moon, right? Uh, if you live on Earth, that is. Uh, is there something, uh, actually, you know what, let's start from the formation. Um, do you know, what are the popular theories of how our moon formed?
0: Well, right now, I think that the, uh, the evidence is that um, it was uh, some, some impact event when the earth was forming it was two two planets mm-hmm. basically coming in a in an impact event that tore off a piece of the primordial earth and I think we know that because of uh, uh, isotope and crustal um, uh, constituents the common there's there's common material that are present on the moon and on the earth hmm and so I think, I think the, the evidence is that it, 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 it was very early in the uh, uh, formation of the solar system uh, and it just it's a, it's kind of a failed planetary uh, uh, accretion event it's it's really quite unique I guess mm-hmm. most people know that um, there's three planets that are close to the Sun uh, Mercury Venus and Earth uh, four planets Mercury, Venus, Earth, and Mars. Mm-hmm. Those are the terrestrial planets, and then the other planets are gas giants, uh, unless you want to count um, Pluto, which is uh, really a, a a Kuiper belt object. But anyway, the Earth uh, is unique. The Earth Moon is really Earth Moon is actually a planetary system, a little dual planetary system, <clears throat> which makes it unique. In the solar system.
1: What, what do you mean by a dual planetary system?
0: Well, of those four terrestrial planets, mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, the Earth and the Moon are, 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 are of the same order in size. So, so really, uh, uh, if you um, Mercury has no moon, Venus has no moon, Mars has two tiny little moons that are almost like satellites Phobos and Deimos. Um, so the Earth is a large moon that's of the same order and size as a planet.
1: Oh, okay. So, so
0: that you get, you get what I'm saying?
1: No, no. I I, I am asking this question <clears throat> for the sake of our audience, not necessarily for me. So – Well, uh, I'm – yeah. But oh, – um, So, yeah, understandably, our moon is comparably similar to – Earth basically the planet that it revolves around versus um, a lot of other worlds yes. where the moon is so much smaller, like for instance the Phobos and demos as you mentioned uh, of Mars um, so the <clears throat> and that earlier thing about um, the formation of the moon you you said it was uh, some object really early in the near the beginning of our solar system and Essentially, it crashed, collided with the Earth, and then a lot of material got ejected, and somehow it coalesced into, into a ball.
0: Like, well, o- objects do coalesce because they're self-gravitating. You know, gravity pulls, pulls things right. together. Right. So, so all of those things were molten, originally, liquid, and they would. Pull, pull together
1: yeah no that makes sense hey if you don't mind um, so we, we here on earth we say you know there's there's the near side of the moon and the far side and we can never see the far side from here uh, why is that like oh, why why is there one side very, of the moon
0: that's, that's very interesting well the moon is rotating at almost exactly the same um, speed that it's orbiting So it always has the same face facing the Earth. And that's not a coincidence. There's some physics, important physics, having to do with uh, gravity gradient stabilizing of orbit objects. So it means that the the moon, the moon has internal gravitating inhomogeneity. It's more like something inside the moon is Mm -hmm. shaped like a dumbbell, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's not symmetric. And so one part of the Earth's gravity tends to pull on it harder than the other side, and then the far, the far part, the the, the part of the Moon that's further away gets pulled, gets gets attracted less, and so the Moon the Moon Moon orients so that that dipole, that um, dumbbell shape, is sort of pointed at the Earth more or less. Although it does it does it does wiggle back and forth. That's called libration.
1: Right. So, um the yeah. the thing where you said where essentially uh if has the same face towards the object it's orbiting uh that, that I believe is called tidal locking or gravitational locking. Um does this does this happen with the other moons as well or or is this um is this just um, unique this happens,
0: and th- there's variations on this theme throughout the solar system i don't i don't know which other moons are tidally locked the way our moon is uh, but certainly mercury has some resonances where every third or fourth orbit mm-hmm. something like that is facing the same direction toward the sun
1: hmm. um
0: we talked. We talked a few. We, we few did talk about this actually. About Venus, um, and so th- this is not a, a something that's unknown throughout the solar system.
1: Yeah, and and uh, you're right. Mercury uh, follows a three to two spin orbit resonance, um, but for for something where it's like perfectly aligned, that's not as common. Uh, I think Pluto and its moon Sharon, Sharon, Charon, Charon, C H A R O N, Charon, is another example. So, yep. Um, and, and typically, it only happens when the the distance between them are pretty small and the two objects are um, fairly comparable in size. So, like like our Earth and our Moon. So. Um, Nowadays, you know, there's there's a lot of interest in in going to the moon. Um, I I suppose, you know, there's there's things that we want to find out over there or do something over there that that we can't do on Earth. Um, Do you know what what exactly what are some of the things that uh, we still don't understand about the moon that we want to find out if you know?
0: Well, I'm not. I'm not really an authority on the things that are not un, that under not understood about the moon. I I think there is some discussion about helium three or helium four, but we don't know how to utilize that. It's a, it's a fusion fuel for the future. Well, People talk about that. That would be that would have its origin in the in the crust of the let, of let's... the lunar surface over eons accumulating solar wind
1: yeah uh, actually why, why don't we talk about that a bit about say re, uh, let's talk about resources on the moon right so if we're ever going to live there um, you know ha- we have to be self-sustainable so what, what you mentioned helium3 uh, let's let's talk about that for a bit so why cool. what is this helium3 and why do we well, care there is
0: there is a there is a, there is a, a, a fusion reaction mm-hmm. a nuclear fusion reaction. That utilizes helium, but we don't know how to do that yet except know uh, the technology doesn't exist to exploit it, but a lot there's a lot of it, you, there's a lot of talk about that certainly water uh there's lots of uh oxygen there mm-hmm. uh, in the in the in the in the rocks you know combined with combined with rocks I think hydrogen is is uh limited any sources of hydrogen. However, it's thought that at the poles of the uh, moon, mm-hmm. which are uh, which are in deep craters mm-hmm. that are always in dark, uh, there's a substantial amount of uh, water that has accumulated there. And I think uh, uh, probes within the uh, probes within the past uh, 10 or 15 years have have been able to verify that that's that's true. So the poles, especially the north pole of the moon. Likely place to set down and and uh, settle and and use the resources for um, uh, particularly water. So so water is a source of hydrogen. Hydrogen is uh, is a fuel that, that could be used. Of course, you need to put energy into it to crack the the uh, hydrogen from from the water. Um, the moon the moon mm-hmm. rotates so slowly that uh, you know for 15 days it's in darkness. You know, you're you're in the nights are 15 days long, half a mm-hmm. month long, so um, the pole uh, the the pole is a likely place to set up solar arrays to to to, uh, to see the sun um, continuously.
1: Right, because I've read about there being certain parts of the uh, what do you call it peaks of eternal light. Um, yeah. where, where hypothetically there's there's places on the moon that's pretty much always in sunlight and um, I suppose those are all near the poles that would make sense due to the angle from the sun so um, so you mentioned water which could be used obviously for, for life we need that and um, I don't know if you mentioned it but it could also be used for uh, for rocket fuel propellant um, or- and how about, like, so can we use the lunar soil or something to, to build a structure for people to live in?
0: Well, I've, I've, it, it is kind of incumbent on us to go underground because the radiation environment over the long term on the moon is, is a hazard. So that's something that needs to be uh, dealt with. In fact that's actually the longstanding or the, the major issue with
1: mm-hmm.
0: with um, uh, exploration of the solar system is the radiation environment The astronauts that went to the moon in, um, in 19 in the in the late 60s and early 70s were only exposed for about three days and no uh, really serious uh, events occurred but um, that's that's something that's going to have to be dealt with um one way or another in order in order for uh humans to exist uh in in interplanetary medium uh for for an extended uh, uh length of time so being under under the surface seems likely I have read that there are lava tubes mm-hmm. uh believed to be areas where where um in ancient in uh, you know primordial time uh that a lava flowed, and then uh, there's caverns and that sort of thing. So those would be the sorts of things that you would want to be looking for if you wanted to explore the moon. The moon is also a, a, a kind of a technology test bed, a place to go to test your your uh, um, mm-hmm. your technology for extending out toward Mars and and outward into the solar
1: system. That's yeah, no, right? that that makes a lot of sense. Um, so now, you know, it it seems like in recent years there's been a lot more talk of going there, um, all around the world. Is there? Do Do you know, Leonard, why there seems to be a resurgence of interest uh, when, like, for forty years we didn't really hear much about it? about actually going there
0: yeah it's kind of sad really that um it's been so long i was uh let's see i was 11 years old in 1969 uh and i remember that you know i remember i was a i was a space nerd then i mean i knew the saturn five knew everything about the rockets and the astronauts and mm-hmm. how it launched how it landed and i'm a little a little my a little nerdy brat um <laughs> And we never expected fifty years to go by where we did not return to the moon. I you know, so it's uh, it's it's disappointing and I think maybe the urge is just built up now. I have to say the shuttle was not helpful in that regard, but it's it the, the, the space shuttle ended mm-hmm. up costing so much money and not really delivering what we were promised uh technologically i don't think that's anybody's fault exactly it seemed like a good idea at the time it's just that that's a lesson learned
1: so um, you... and
0: right now we're, mm-hmm. we are on track i mean we're we're you know orion and uh, uh the other uh the other entries into the space uh industry are are on track now especially the united states because orion is giving some case Track and it's it's uh, it's going to fly. It has solar cells uh, it's a, and capable of.
1: In this world, as I am right now, who knows about reincarnation? I'm not going to go into it. But I wasn't Shen then, so I did not see humans on the moon. But I, I, I think I, you know, reading historically, it is very surprising that like a few decades pass before, you know, actual any missions are planned to land there. Um. So Artemis program really, uh, liners you said excellent. Uh, for people watching. To learn more, you can, of course, go to nasa.gov specials Artemis. And as a background to people listening, the Artemis program is, uh, the goal is for NASA to land the first woman and the next man on the moon by the year 2024. So, Hoorah. and then establish, um, collaborate with commercial, in other words, private companies and international partners, which means, say, JAXA or ESA or whatever other space agency, and establish sustainable exploration by 2028. So the plan here is go back to the moon by 2024, and then not just footprints on the ground and then not care about it, but actually take a sustainable approach and and establish a permanent settlement there with commercial companies and other international partners. So, so this is definitely a different take than back in the 1960s and, and early 70s. So um, uh, my hope is that, you know, that this will proceed as planned. So um, in any case.
0: <clears throat> I was, was going to say, Shin, you know, this kind of thing, a lot of people poo-poo it and try to say, well, it's, it's it's a waste waste of money and and so forth but
1: actually
0: you know this this is not that expensive compared to other things
1: let me ask you this leonard um i was actually in conversation in fact multiple conversations with you know really smart friends of mine who are not really into space um And then the the argument is always, like, there's no point going to the moon. It's just a waste of money. What are we doing? There's so many things going on on Earth, and we're wasting a lot of time and effort. Like, there's no point in going there. We already went there. What would be your response to that?
0: I said, well, uh, you know, um, it's not so expensive. We can do so many things that, that uh, with with uh, uh, with the resources we have, we're richer than we've ever been. If I had to, if I had to pick one point in 200,000 years of human, hominid evolution, when to live, it would be right now. And it's incumbent on us to to explore and understand uh, the, the 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 environment we live in. Um, that's kind of, I I understand the, I understand the angst and the, the, uh, issues. Those were things that were talked about 50 years ago too. So, um, I would say it lifts our spirit. It inspires us. Uh, it makes us, uh, uh, see, uh, the, um, the Cape, the, the possibilities. Mm-hmm. It makes us work. Better. It also ha- ha- co- creates international competition, uh, international cooperation. In other words, uh, if you could think, you know, there's so much antagonism between Russia and, and America. Right. Uh, but we still cooperate in space. Right. And, and so um, there are Russian astro- there are Russian cosmonauts and um, and Americans and other from other countries on the International Space Station. So that's how I would answer. Maybe it's a little awkward or maybe it's not – doesn't sound
1: Well, um, I I actually want to ask you a specific question here. You you said uh, people have the idea that it's super expensive, but you said it's really not. Um, How much would it be?
0: Well, you know, for every American, it's a few cents per year. Okay. the the space program is what is is 20 is is less than 20 billion dollars and we have a we have a 20 trillion dollar economy how many zeros more is that than 20 billion a
1: so, lot so,
0: yeah so it's it's a it's it's basically a, a drop in the bucket
1: that's six that's more zeros be... i think yeah what is that six more zeros it's six more zeros so it's one wait, something wait.
0: like one million is that possible is it one million of the of the u.s economy so and of the world economy
1: yeah so it's, yeah because it's, it's, 20 million to 20 billion you have to multiply by one thousand, right yeah yeah wait hold on a second so, no that's a <laughs> Oh man i'm embarrassing myself here i should be able to do this kind of math so. Yeah. Well. <laughs> oh my gosh. You. Um so it, when we go to the moon, Leonard, where should we go first? Should we go to the poles like you said? Is that is that where the tension is?
0: Oh, I you know, I'm going to leave that to the people who do it best. I I we talked about the poles. Right. Uh if you 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 really really it's really it needs to go at the poles because um, just from what I know about it, uh, you're going to be in 15 days in darkness. Right. So it seems like you want to find a place where you have sunlight, so that... that you can produce electricity from solar, and and that would be how I would go about that. No, I mean, that, if that we can get over the if we can get over the fear of using uh nuclear reactors i mean we could use nu- nuclear reactors just the way uh military submarines
1: yeah um, nice. use
0: reactors and that's that, that that's a regular kind of thing, but there's a lot of political fear and um nuclear things into space.
1: Makes sense. So uh, we're we're running a bit on time. Uh, Leonard, do you, besides the moon, whatever, do you have something else cool about space that you you want to briefly discuss or share?
0: Oh well, I'm I'm pretty interested in cosmology these days and well, the, origin of, of the, the origin of the origin of the universe. But maybe that'd be better for another day. That'll probably be
1: better for another day. Um, Although, speaking of cosmology, um, have you heard of the, I think I just informed you, um, unless you already knew about this. this Hoag's Hoag's object, H-O-G? Have you heard? Yeah, Hoag's. like
0: ring galaxies that are shaped like rings.
1: Yeah, have you heard of that?
0: Yeah, of course, Uh, there's a few of them.
1: Yeah, they're really uh, rare.
0: i think they're a mysterious thing but i'm not sure what that is so i I think
1: it's a well like i was reading this earlier um about this particular object called hoax object h-o-g apostrophe s and it's literally like a perfectly symmetrical ring that's like the actual galaxy which is crazy like how does that happen and they've disproved the fact that it's gravitational lensing. It's not. It's actually there. And they've also shown that it's not formed by some other galaxy, you know, colliding with it. So uh, yeah. it's just really weird. So
0: Yeah. Well, things do form rings. I mean, we have Saturn and we have several other examples of faint rings throughout the solar system.
1: Right. Plus, but this is whole, a galaxy. The
0: whole, system, the whole solar system is a ring. Right, so we do have that precedent. Um, now, a g- whole galaxy that's shaped like a ring—that
1: is, is weird. So,
0: is very wonderful, yeah. You
1: know? a- and and they there's also something um, like within this particular galaxy hoax object. Um, there's like a galaxy inside of this ring galaxy. Like that's that's further away. So that's that's like that's really weird. So but uh yep. yeah i agree any case all right well we need to talk about cosmology some other time since uh we started a bit late unfortunately we gotta cut this <clears throat> we gotta end this show but um so thank you leonard for your time and your enthusiasm and your sense of humor <laughs> so
0: all right you're welcome likewise and okay have a safe drive.
1: yeah Um, So everybody else watching this, you've been listening to SG2 on space and here in Action One media group. I'm going to do a shout out to Mary Beth, Miles Monroe, and Colonel Burton. Thanks for the comments, (laughs) which I think Colonel Burton is is Leonard, unless I'm mistaken. So I'm going to go with that. And and of course, I'm like
0: like, maybe his alter ego or something.
1: <laughs> wouldn't that be funny your alter ego is comedy on you talking, got it so alright, with that uh, guys, follow me at facebook.com slash Uh donate if you wish at patreon.com p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot slash s-g-2 on space and um, with that, I wish we had time to talk about aliens, but that gotta wait, so but I will put some stuff on my page, so feel free. And we can talk about it online. All right. So, facebook.com slash Show, Okay? That's where alien stuff is going to go. All right. And other things. So, um, what's the catchphrase? Look uh, up? Keep looking up. Oh,
0: you, well,
1: better, you better do <laughs> it. Okay, nice try. Uh, <laughs> close. <laughs> Look up because you never know what you will see. All right. So good night, everybody. Good night. Man, you still here? Go on and subscribe. Put your money where your community is. Get in the Growing action up as a black kid in at a onecom
0: All I ever wanted to do was be a pro athlete. All of my role models were black athletes. And every time I would stare out the window and look at the sky and wonder what I'd be in the future, it always had to do with me catching some crazy football and and scoring a touchdown when it came to the point that I was told that I would not be able to play on an organized sports team for the rest of my life it was something that I really didn't even know how to stomach in the moment and I remember walking out of my cardiologist's office and just sitting in the hallway and breaking down for a few minutes just because it it was something that I just couldn't plan for and couldn't account for. And I realized that in that moment, my entire life was going to be changed. And all of those dreams and, and hopes and aspirations that I had were going to go out of the window. Peace is Brother Atum Rai, and you tuned in to Action One Network.